We are live. How are you doing, Jason? I'm good. How are you? Thank you. I, <laughs> I am doing amazing. All right. So hi, friends. Welcome to the number seven Go With The Flow quest. My name is Florence Sophia. I am your host. I am a self-mastery coach, energy healer, and also a team lead within the financial industry. And I am passionate to guide people, be their best version, and also live an abundant life. And as a jiu-jitsu practitioner and yoga instructor, and also an athlete, I want to share with the community my deepest teaching and the best way to do that is to bring exceptional speakers like today Jason Ferreira is coming here live with us to bring you a wealth of knowledge and I can't wait to hear your story and share actually your story because I know your story <laughs> with our viewers thank you Jason for making the time to uh, to come here today thank you thank you so for those of you who don't know Jason, let me read his uh, short bio, but of course, uh, we'll hear more from him. So I hope that makes justice of what I will share now. So Jason has dedicated almost 20 years, I'm pretty sure there's more than that, um, in the health and fitness industry as a certified personal trainer. His focus is on health and well-being of his clients, and he adds value to the community by bringing a wealth of knowledge and expertise as a fitness, nutrition consultant, and educator. And he's also a registered massage therapist. I have to say, one of the best one I've ever met. So if anybody needs a massage, just make sure you get Jason contact and uh, schedule uh, schedule your appointment. Um, it's definitely the best experience you'll have. And his successes are attributed to his passion and strong mindset. He believes the way to achieve goals, strengths, and dreams come from within and our true inspiration. So I can't wait to go deeper and find out how you achieved a world record in powerlifting. That's pretty amazing. So uh, Jason, tell us, what are the interesting interesting things you are working on right now uh, which are interesting to you uh, personally and professionally? So professionally, um, I've been in the industry over 18, over almost 20 years, um, having a passion for fitness and health and well-being of others at a very young age. It's probably started when I was about 17. And uh, it all started when I was actually, you know, sitting in a, in, a, in a workshop in a room full of like-minded people who wanted to make improvements in their life, personal and professional. And listening to the speaker, the, the words came out, we are in the business of helping people help themselves. So I knew right at that point, 22 years ago, that I wanted to become a health and wellness practitioner. I wanted to help people help themselves overcome these barriers, these barriers, a mindset, change the mindset, change their body, change the outlook on life. So what I did was I actually continued and investigated and began my journey as a trainer. Um, 18 years later, decided that I needed to do more with myself professionally. Mm -hmm. um, found that there were some limiting factors to just being a trainer. Now, training is a beautiful practice, again, but there's more to the more to the puzzle. So I decided that I was going to go back to school. 
keeping in mind at the age of 37, going back to school, providing for the family, as well as trying to make a living, I went back to school full time and I still maintained my my work uh, as a trainer, keeping in mind, taking everything that I learned in my school, in my practice, I applied and I integrated the two, which mm-hmm. made me very successful professionally. Personally, what's happened is during that journey, I started to I started to miss out on a few things. I started to miss out on family life, my wife, my son. Um, so those are the things that a on a personal level, those are things that I'm continuing to work on, spending more time learning about my son, learning about my family, holding together the family um, as a professional, trying to maintain balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a nutshell, that's my story there. Um, I love it. So tell us, how did you come up with um, your business practice and 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 your business model, which is uh, you know very client oriented? And um, how um, how did you come up with that vision? So my 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 business model a revolves around a few things. One, because a uh, company name NFC Nutrition Fitness Connection, the how I describe NFC is we go around your body in 60 minutes. And what do we do in 60 minutes? We basically dissect what's happening within that one hour with the client. We, what I do is I listen to what the client wants. I observe, I listen, I reflect on what it is that they're looking for. And then I show them exactly what they need, what their needs are in order to give them what they want. So I go through a comprehensive assessment From the comprehensive assessment, we go through a few things, which takes, again, a few, about an hour. And then from that point, we make a decision right on the spot is, A, am I the right person for this client? Or can I actually refer out? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I've been very fortunate um, to actually have an opportunity to work with my clients, giving them what they want, showing them what they need. Most of my business is driven to me uh, based on referral. Um, So my work ethic, my passion, um, commitment is is huge. It's a big key factor to everything I do as a fitness professional in the industry. And I think you're also very good at uh, judging what the other person needs without them being able to explain you. So I think you have like like a... uh, another sense, you know, a hidden hidden power to be able to 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 deliver a program that it's that is challenging but also well suited to the other person. Um, and the same with your um, massage therapist business, you very very skilled. I think we talked about how you are able to follow the body and on this your you, your deep understanding of the bodies is basically. What makes you so successful at it um, is that you listen to the body instead of just, you know, putting on a body what you have learned, right? Exactly, exactly. The biggest thing is, like, as a uh, as a professional, I think what you know, there's a couple of things that we have to tap into. A, we have to tap into our senses. Mm-hmm. We have to tap into what's actually happening around us. What's the energy that's being given? Um, and you know, being a body worker and a trainer, um, 
when I'm actually doing, when I'm doing both, I'm seeing with my hands as I'm actually doing my massage, right? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling, but what I'm feeling is I'm feeling the energy, the energy that's actually being given off, whether it's too much or not enough. Uh, am I satisfied? Am I satisfied with the, with the end result? And if I'm not, my passion takes in and then I end up doing more. I go over and above till I'm actually satisfied. I love that. I want to go back to what um, you shared in your in your introduction. Um, you mentioned that you use the tools that you have learned to be so successful, and and I think does include a strong mindset, discipline, um, having a, a strict uh, regiment. Can you? Um, share that story, how all those little tools that you learn along the way in your journey, how those were so critical to who you became today, basically. So a lot of the tools that I picked up is one, um, a tool ob observation to observe, to observe what's happening around me, um, observe, learn from others, listen to listen to what's being asked and ideally just to kind of make sure that I'm a good fit. I'm a good fit. So I'm going to listen. I'm going to observe. I'm going to reflect on what's being asked of me and can I deliver mm -hmm. tools hands on is I want to make sure that a I'm keeping educated. I'm always keeping up with the trends. Keeping in mind whatever happened 20 years ago, what I learned 20 years ago, things never changed. But what did change is who is accept who accepted the who accepted this tool that I was willing to give. Mm -hmm. Right? A different perspective on training. I don't like to call training working out. I like to call working out training. What you're doing is you're actually providing your body tools to get better. Mm -hmm. And that's how, that's how my workouts and my, my massage therapy, that's what the, that is my intention. When I'm doing the two, that is my intention is to make a difference. And that is the best tool that I can provide my clients. So before you got there, um, you kind of, uh, got involved with powerlifting. I want to know how was, um, how, how did powerlifting come into your life and, and how has your journey to, to get to the world record? Powerlifting, sincerely, um, I changed my passion to glory. And <laughs> that, is, that, is that is huge. Yeah. That is huge. And what I mean by that is I found internal strength. You know, thanks to my, my wife, my son, everything, people in my life, I was able to take that energy and I was able to put it into something that I became really good at. Um, I had an edge. I had an edge. I had a know-how. Um, I was able to, I was able to overcome some sticky barriers. So keeping in mind that I started powerlifting 2009 and 2009 was when I started to compete. I challenged myself. And again, it was a base number. For example, 500 pound deadlift, and that's your base. Can you do it? Yes or no. Um, and ideally, it was just one. It was again. I just put my mind to it, and I said it. And I said, okay, well, what's the worst that can happen? If I make it, I don't. 
But if I do, great. I went for it and I made it. So what uh, were the things that what were the things that ran through your mind? Because you're talking about um, you you tap into that that energy within you, and you know you had the support of your family. But how did you really find that that? How do you tap into it? And and what's happening in the mind? Because the mind, you know, um, tends to to you know um, give you some limited belief about your possibilities how, how was that process for you in your mind to to uh, switch the mindset and and push yourself to those extreme limits right because the the weight that you have lifted was was gigantic right what what I did was to make that switch is I I made sure that everyone who was in my circle, knew what my goal was and my goal was to a main you know to achieve the all canadian squat record which is an amateur world record at 667 pounds and i talked about that goal um i never knew i never knew much about it until someone brought it to my attention says hey this is the goal let's see if you can achieve it mm -hmm. keeping in mind that i was able to i was able to accomplish that goal by surrounding myself with people who are like-minded, um, listening to the body, finding out where I was weak and what some of my strengths were and, and made my weaknesses even stronger. So I was able to continue lifting safely and effectively. Mm -hmm. So what was your uh, daily routine like um, when you, you were um, going through that uh, training? Training consisted of um, five to six days a week. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of rehab and therapy, um, which means that A, I was able to, I had to make sure that if I had done a specific SWAT workout, the workout was you know, 70% of that max target, I had to make sure that I was doing something to offset, offset what I just did on, on day one, making sure that A, I wasn't overloading the system. If I'm overloading the system means that I'm going, I run the risk of injury. When does injury happen? It could happen within, within eight weeks of a 12 week cycle. Mm -hmm. So we always want to make sure, I always made sure that I wasn't overdoing it. I wasn't overtraining. I was always mixing back and forth between working my strengths as well as working my weaknesses. What were your biggest challenges in your training and how did you overcome them? Repeat the question again, Nas. How, what were your biggest challenges with your training? Was it for you the consistency of the training or adding the, 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 weight, uh, the weight every time? Or was it to keep going? What, what in your experience was the biggest challenges and how were you able to over overcome those? Fear. 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 Mm. Fear of not making it. Fear of getting, uh, getting pinned under the bar and not being able to make it. Mm -hmm. um, there was always a risk. There was always a risk and that was a big challenge. Keeping in mind, what I had to do was I had to, I had to overcome that fear, see myself in the moment. 
see myself. So visualizing. Visualizing, visualizing exactly what what is my end result, Mm -hmm. which allowed me to overcome that fear. I had to physically see myself doing it. You can't see, you can't see the weight on your back Mm -hmm. unless you actually visualize yourself lifting that weight. Um, So fear is a huge factor, understanding how to overcome that factor, having good people, having good people around Mm -hmm. um, who are going to encourage you, uh, understand what the goal is. And ideally, those were those were a few things that I that I did to overcome that that obstacle. Visualization, positive affirmation, mm-hmm. um, and speak what the intention is. Mm-hmm. What is the intention? And again, every time I went up and I did that lift, didn't matter if it was a con, didn't matter if it was in contest, didn't matter if it was actually in training. I was always, again, praise the man above. And this was the signature. Every time I did a lift, it was always this. Two fingers up. Because there was no going down. It was always going up. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that really helped me dial in into powerlifting was the heavier the weight is, the faster it's going to move. The faster it's going to move. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else. There was, it was almost like one of my mentors, a guy who I worked with for a number of years, about 10 years. Um, he would always describe training as train your body. Like you're firing a cannon out of a canoe mm-hmm. that stuck, that stuck. So you had to make sure that you were solid. And there's a couple of things that help you become solid your awareness, your environment, the food you eat, mm-hmm. sleep, your faith. Those are some key factors. What was your, um, your diet and, and has, how has it evolved over time? Repeat. How was your diet when you were training and, and how has your diet evolved over time? So my diet consisted of a. It was very. It was. It was very balanced. It was very balanced. I was eating. I was eating anywhere between four to five times per day. Increase uh, increasing protein shakes. Certain you know, um, not limiting my carbohydrates. Always making sure that I was actually fully replenished. Mm-hmm. Um, my diet was quite balanced. Quite balanced. Um, and a lot of water. In mind that right? It was. It was time. Hydration. A lot of hydration as well. A lot of hydration, absolutely, absolutely. Tell us about your early mentors and and coaches and how have they helped you uh, along the way in your training and your career. My mentors, um, I have I have quite a few. I have quite a few mentors who have helped me along the way, um, who have a um, who have actually help me um, discover my strengths. So take me out of my, take me out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. getting me to do different things that, you know, I wouldn't, uh, that I thought were, were not possible, that were imaginable. Cause either a, I was afraid, didn't have enough confidence in myself, but I managed to perform just by their guidance. 
Uh, for example, one was to stand up in front of a, a group of people, you know, who a who were highly educated, and describe how to train, mm-hmm. how to train, and assess a client's posture while in training. So, and again, there, these were some valuable tools. Um, another one was to a um, learn how to learn how to uh, assess. Learn how to actually ask the right questions so you get the best answer possible. Mm-hmm. Another mentor just, you know, just um, believed in what believed in what I was capable of, and he says, "Well, you know what? Why don't you get into doing some therapy? You know, you're really good with your hands. You know what? Your training is awesome, but I feel that you can do more." And we talked about a few things. We talked about here are the risks. And here are the benefits. And of course, the benefits outweigh the risks. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, it was a no-brainer. So um, making that self-assessment first to be able to to uh, to decide on the direction on where to go is important. Absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm I'm curious. I had this question for later on, but let me ask it now. Um, you talked about low self-esteem, and that's something you had struggled earlier in your career. Can you talk about you know what have you learned to overcome low self-esteem, and you know what what has what has been the process if you are feeling it, whether you are feeling it lately or long time ago? What's the process for you to to overcome? So for me to overcome overcome low self-esteem, I would I would write down I would write down what it is that I'm actually what I'm feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, have a conversation, have a conversation about it. Listen to what's being listen to what uh, is being suggested, and try and practice. Try and practice. Sometimes, and the conversation is with whom? With yourself, journaling, or with with uh, somebody else, with a coach? With somebody else. Okay. With somebody else. Absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes, what would happen is I would actually get into a position where I would actually just do it. I would just do it. Um, I would just jump right in and give it a try. And if it worked, great. If it didn't, I would move on. I've learned that, you know, in order for me to, if I'm going to focus on the negative, that negative energy, Mm -hmm. uh, low self-esteem, I'm not going to be able to get ahead. I'm not going to be able to provide for my family. I'm not going to be able to do the things I love, be amongst my, you know, be in my profession. If I'm focusing that I have low Mm self-esteem, what gets me, what gets me out out of that mind, you know, out of this low, low self-esteem mindset is when I see success in the clients and people that I work with and work alongside and I see success in them, I, I, I absorb that energy. Mm-hmm. I absorb that energy and that's the energy that I'm looking for. And I stay on that path. Um, I try not to go into something that I'm not, um, I'm not familiar with. And if I'm not familiar, if I, if I'm not familiar with it, then I'll ask questions. Mm -hmm. If I feel that it doesn't work for me, I won't, I won't, I won't entertain it. Mm -hmm. I won't entertain it. 
Because it doesn't... I believe uh, you mentioned that your wife was a big part of your growth as well. 100%. I'm sorry? Yes, my... Yes. Say again? Uh, you said yes, 100%, right? Your wife, yes. wife was a big part of your growth uh, personally and, and professionally. Can you, can you share a little bit about that? Well, um, a lot of it, a lot of it came down to uh, when I went back to school. When I went back to school, um, you know, again, going through going through my my powerlifting, you know, my powerlifting journey. Um, my wife was actually a very big supporter in my powerlifting journey. Um, you know, from days where you know the workouts were really hard and I wasn't feeling strong, but again, you know, putting you know getting my getting me back into that positive mindset, I was able to overcome those obstacles to going back to school, going back to school, um, you know, at the age of 37 and then, you know, and doing it full time. And every time, every time there was a, you know, um, a, 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 a test or an exam or um, it was, the words were, you got this. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like work. You're gonna go and you're gonna do what you love, do your best. And again, the outcome is the outcome. Mm -hmm. I love how um, all the things that you have learned and how your coaches and, and, and your wife has pushed you and support you, how are you putting that now out to your clients? Um, and, and, and I really, you know, feel and believe that this is one of, of the things that makes you so successful is that you want them, your clients to be better. Right, not just physically, but also emotionally, and and you share that uh, genuinely when when you are around them. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, can you elaborate on the principle of of planting a seed to make something happen? I believe you have mentioned that to me in the past, and and um, and I think uh, I'd love our viewers to hear from you. Planting a seed. To so, make something happen. To make something happen. Um, so what I did was, so for example, um, I'm going to use I'm going to use what what I've been able what what I've been able to accomplish. You know, family, um, visually seeing something great in front of me, um, and planting that seed knowing that this is something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This is something that's going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So having that thought in mind, knowing exactly what it feels like, knowing and seeing exactly what it looks like, because ideally I can write stuff down on paper and, you know, and visualize it and talk to it and talk to the idea and talk the idea and, and ask all the right questions. But if I can't, if I can't physically see myself in it, mm -hmm. I haven't planted the right seed. Mm -hmm. I have to physically see myself in that moment. Um, I actually have to physically see that it's a good, it's a good connection. Mm -hmm. It's a good connection that I'm going to, that I'm going to have by planting that seed, right? So when you think about visualizing and, and, and all your dreams, what, what are the 
biggest lessons that you learned in 2020, which was, you know, an odd year for everybody. Um, what is it that, that you have learned that you really needed to learn that you haven't learned yet in 2020? Well, the one thing, one thing that I've learned in 2020 is uh, be patient, mm. live, live life day to day, live life day to day. Um, as, as I've always put it, you know, again, firm believer in the man above, you know, God's only going to give me what I can handle. And I've always kept that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, learn to adapt with the times. If you don't know how, ask. Mm. Um, the other, the other, um, what was the other, what was the other part that we were, that you were asking? Um, so what, what were your biggest lessons in 2020 that when we went into 2020, you haven't learned and that, uh, you needed to learn? So there's a couple of things. One is, well, what I started doing was I started doing a lot of online. I started doing a lot of online coaching, a lot of online training. Mm-hmm. That's something that I didn't think I was going to, I was going to entertain. That idea was, was non-existent for me. I had mm-hmm. to adapt and I had to learn quickly. Um, something that I need to, that I would need to work on more, um, organization, mm-hmm. organization, especially, especially when there's a different, and yeah, I would just say organization really, you know, and those are, those are the, those are, that is one big, one big tool that I would say, um, need to work on more keeping in mind that when I'm working and I'm doing what I do and I do it best, I work very hard. Um, but I put too much passion into what I do. Mm. And sometimes rather than working on a linear, I'm very up and down. I'm really good. And then all of a sudden I start to drop a little bit. I start to dwindle. And if I start to dwindle, um, you know, work performance or, you know, anything, any of such, whatever I'm working on, it may actually, um, it may be affected. So learn to adapt, but also be organized as, as, as things are progressing. Mm-hmm. So um, 2020 was a challenging year for a lot of people. And, and, you know, we all have our ups and downs and, and it's, you know, it's just part of life. When you think about times where, you know, you want, you were not able to do much and maybe, you know, you were hard on yourself and maybe sobbing or crying, what were the types of habits that you were able to, to hold on to, to keep you going in those challenging times? So thinking about habits that that keeps you, you know, um, moving forward. So some of the habits really at the end of the day, allow me to think about that. Let me to think about it because I would just naturally just do it. Mm. Um, It's not a habit. If, If a habit becomes something that you do day in and day out, Right. Um, you know, for three consecutive weeks, three months, three years, and all of a sudden it becomes permanent. Um, so, so when you think about pushing yourself and, and keep doing for your clients, what what has installed that that uh, strength in you? Is it through the powerlifting and all the challenges that this has 
uh, you know, brought to, to, to you or is there anything else that, that you tell yourself, you talked about um, positive affirmation, like what's the process in your, in your mind when you think about going through challenging uh, time and picking yourself back up? If it's, if it feels right, it's going to move right. If it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain it. Um, if I feel that I can't benefit, you know, from it, if I can't, if I can't take that information and apply it right away, I'm not going to entertain it. I'm not going to move forward with it. Um, so assessing the situation, whether it feels right or whether it feels wrong, whether it, um, applies to your goal and and fits within that vision and that mission that you're trying to um to do right absolutely very good um and what would you say are your daily things in your life that helps you uplift you and enrich you do you have like a, a daily routine that you're following so right now uh right now part of my my routine um i've actually started to um, work on, um, um, breathing, mm -hmm. meditation, um, very, very important. Um, a, it allows me to focus on reducing stress, mm -hmm. um, healing the body from the inside out, um, adding more balance structure. Um, and not only have I actually done it for myself, I've actually done it with my with my son as well. The polar thing. Yeah. So we actually did something. We actually did something called the the um, um, the polar dip. Yeah. Um, and we did something like this about you know um, it was about you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, keeping in mind that when when we did this polar dip, it was about four and a half degrees. Um, and of course we actually got into, you know, we went out for a jog, my boy was with me. Um, and of course we did some, we did some breathing, we did a, a breathing, uh, meditation. Um, and again, it was just phenomenal. Um, keeping in mind that there were a couple things that a, um, that we had, you know, that I had in mind. One is my, my boy, he wants to. He has fears. He has anxieties. So my intention was to help him overcome some of those fears. Mm -hmm. And with fear comes stress. How do we reduce stress? We have to breathe. Mm -hmm. So those are some things that I actually, that I'm currently working with him, you know, in order to actually add some balance. Mm -hmm. um, stress is, again, it's a, it's a killer. Um, we have to learn to overcome it. When we actually did the polar bear dip, uh, the polar bear dip was the actual stress itself. Mm -hmm. And again, so to hold them to that position, you know, to hold him and I in that position where we have to walk into cold water, this is the stress. How are we going to deal with this stress? Can we overcome the stress? Again, you have two minutes, go. Now you're in a position where you can either run, fight, <laughs> or flight. Yeah. So again, in that position, he and I, we stuck it through for two and a half minutes. Again, my little guy, he stuck it through. And all I could do really is I could look him in the eye and I could say, it's okay. Things are going to get better. 
you're going to overcome this stress and you're going to be, you're going to be even better on the other side. Mm -hmm. So hearing this and getting them involved actually adds, you know, it actually adds a lot of value because now what's happening is he's actually coming over and he's saying, well, you know, Hey dad, are we going to do our polar bear dip? <laughs> and he's, he's asking for it. I'm like, Hey, this is awesome. <laughs> so really, at and you are day, like, um, let me think son. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And really at the end of the day, that's where the mindset comes in. That's where the mindset comes in. You can either, you can either jump in, yeah. figure out, you know, are you going to make it or not? Yeah. And really at the end of the day, you're going to make it. What's the worst that can happen? So again, you're given the tools, use them, but you don't know, you don't know the tools you have until you're actually, until somebody's actually pushing you but and I do showing love you and encouraging you. I do love the question you are asking yourself. And, and I think a lot of uh, co coaches uh, use that. What is the worst things that can happen? Right. Think about what's the worst thing. What's, what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. That's a good question to, to go through and then decide, like you say, go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And really at the end of the day, um, again, you, you can, you can learn from it. You can make it a great story or you can make it, you know, not such a great story mm -hmm. and learn from it really yeah. at the end of the day. Because again, that polar bear dip is fear. Mm -hmm. Most, most people would actually call, you know, those who are doing polar bear dips, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, but you move forward. So anything that's done da daily, a habit, you know, and keeping a commitment to yourself um, is, you know, it's not an easy thing. It doesn't come naturally. We have to remind ourselves of the why. Um, the reason why we are doing it and pushing ourselves and, and not get caught in the business of, of, of life and telling ourselves, oh, I, I, I can do it today. Some other things have come up. When we think about, you know, habits that are good for us and, and you have a lot of them that are great, um, what are the, the, the things or the habit that uh, you want to add to your life that you think will bring, bring more to you that you want to start for 2021? Ideally, um, as I've mentioned before, um, meditation, mm -hmm. meditation, you know what, I've, I've started to add it to my, uh, to my routine. Um, it's something that I was doing, you know, sincerely when I was doing, uh, in powerlifting, uh, it's something that I was doing when I was actually in school, um, and, And because now what happened is I got so busy, you know, with my passion that really at the end of the day, I stopped, I stopped taking care of me. Mm -hmm. What that means is like, bring it down a level, mm -hmm. actually get into the moment, listen to the body mm -hmm. that becomes a habit. Yeah. Listen to what your body's asking of you, slow it down. Mm -hmm. And again, look at the outcome, look what's happening around you. Right. And if things aren't working out so well, then chances are what's what, what I'm doing is not so healthy. Mm -hmm. So get into the habit of just kind of slowing down a little bit, taking more time and doing breathe. more self care. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that ideally, and 
ideally making more time, making more time for the family. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge because yeah. as, 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 as practitioners, we spend a lot of our time doing what we do and we love what we're doing, but sometimes we forget the, the minutia where it all came from. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and again, making a point. Mm-hmm. So how do you, um, teach your son? How do you talk to your son about, you know, all the things that you have experienced in life and how do you teach him about having a strong mindset without putting him, you know, through what you <laughs> went through, um, but allowing him to think for himself and, and, and grow as a, a stronger child and, and later on, you know, adult. <laughs> so what I did with, uh, what I, what I do is, um, I, I've always, I've always, um, I've always told my son, uh, sincerely, um, to do your best, mm-hmm. do your best. And sincerely, doesn't matter how hard it is, do your best. If it's, if it's bringing out the worst in you and you don't like the person that you've become, get out, get out and get into something that's bringing out the best in you. And that's what I tell my son all the time. We can look at, we can look at school. We can look at, you know, at communication with friends. We can look at, you know, again, Taekwondo. Again, these are some of the things that he's really interested in. Mm-hmm. And I'll share some of my stories and I'll tell him, I'll say, look, you know what? This is what I did. You know, this is how I overcame it. I kept practicing. Didn't matter how hard things were. I practiced till it became permanent till I didn't forget. Mm-hmm. So I was always on, I was always on it. And I tell him all the time, I said, really, at the end of the day, if you love something so much, find a way, be smart, be specific and go and get it, mm-hmm. go and get it. Cause really nobody can take it away from you unless you give up. Yeah. But it's important to have those clear goals, right? Your goal, absolutely. And yeah. I tell them, I, and I tell them all the time. I said, you know what? Your passion, your passion to become a black belt. It's the game of inches. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that when you're going in and you're practicing, you're practicing like you're a black belt tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're going in for that exam, and that guy is going to tell you. He's going to tell you to do something. You're going to do all these patterns, all twelve patterns that you remember twelve years ago. And you're going to keep doing them and you're going to do them automatically. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, practice makes permanent. I tell them all the time, believe in you do always do your best. And I think also it's important to enjoy the journey, right? Uh, a lot of people get bogged down with the end goal, which is nice. Um, and, and I don't know how, how it was for you, but I know when I compete in jiu-jitsu, you know, you have all this hard training. Which, you know, you have to put like at least two months of, of re- rigorous training. And it's not just training, you know, uh, the technique and drilling and, and, and rolling, but it's also getting your cardio up, getting your diet perfect during that time, getting your sleep getting your stretches and and doing all kinds of, of uh, preparation, um, also meditation, visualization, mindfulness to get ready for that. And it's 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 hardcore. And then once you get in into the onto the mat and you compete and you get the, the medal, it seems like the 
um, the happiness and that thrive, you know, that that high of of winning doesn't last long enough. And then you're yeah. like, okay, so what's next, <laughs> right? So it, it feels like the winning and the the success doesn't last long, but it's actually remi- remembering to enjoy that that training because that's actually what's allowing you to grow, to be better, and to say, yeah, I'm so proud. I, I have grown so much out of it, and it makes me a better person. And and then you realize, oh wow, all this training, I'm enjoying it. I just want to have that as a lifestyle. I want to keep doing it, but maybe bring it uh and you know uh, intensity down a little bit so that you can have other things in life um i i believe that's also important right is the journey along the- absolutely absolutely i I'm, I'm a firm believer that you know in anything that we do you know it, it is a journey just because just because you know what we 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 you know for example you know i i set a i set a world record in powerlifting or you know i i set the all canadian national squat record you know what it's taking that it's taking that you know it's like okay so what did i do what did i do now what's next Mm -hmm. so what's next is i'm going to apply that discipline to what i'm currently working on you know and if it's if it's self-help if it's becoming a better parent, if it's actually, you know, becoming an even better practitioner, I'm going to take that dedication, the same dedication that I applied back then, mm-hmm. I'm going to carry it forward into something else. Yeah. So I'm always building layers. Mm-hmm. I'm never staying the same. Yeah. Right. And that's something that I, I, I try to, uh, I try to pass on to my, pass on to my little guy. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have him on a jujitsu mat with me. um all right let's move on into our rapid fire questions um so just you know you don't have to go into too much depth to answer them but whatever comes to mind you can just you know um share the answer with our viewers okay ready all right all right question number one who is your hero who's my hero Mm mm-hmm uh, sincerely, my, uh, you know, my parents, you know, I, I can't, I can't single one versus the other. I have to say my parents, honestly, at the end of the day, really, you know, they, they've, they brought me up to be the man that I am today, you know, passionate, committed, motivated, resilient. Um, again, I can, I can pass that energy and I can, um, that's that ideally, sincerely. I can't remember. Did your parents imagine you as a personal trainer or who you are today? Oh, be? yeah. 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 Again, like, you know, it was one of those. It was one of those. Well, you know what? You want to be a trainer? It's like, okay, really? At the end of the day, okay, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And again, the, the rest is history, right? Very nice. I love it. What drives you? Performing or and or doing the things that the ordinary person thinks is impossible. Mm. The idea behind you're crazy. I would never do that. That's dangerous. Um, really, at the end of the day, anything is possible. The drive of that's, the human that's mind. That's your fire. <laughs> that's your fire. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. So you wake up and you're like, how can I be extraordinary today? I, you know, again, I, I, I try, I try and do my best really. <laughs> I love it. 
Um, who brings the best out of you? My wife and my son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, you know, again, within the people who are within my circle, um, you know, from the people who a, I work with, who I've worked with, um, who have mentored me, my family, um, those are the ones that actually bring out the best in me. And there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much, it's not just one. Mm -hmm. um, each person in my life brings out a certain component. And that's, that's where, that's how I can explain, describe that, yeah. Very nice. Um, how do you bring the best in them? My passion, uh, mm -hmm. my commitment uh, to always putting food on the table, um, resilience, doesn't matter how long the day is. I could work a 14-hour day and I'm still going to get up tomorrow mm -hmm. and I'm going to continue doing what I do because I'm passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that energy, that level of energy, I bring home. You know, I don't, I don't, there's not a, you know, there's not a moment that I complain about what I do. And, you know, and I, I try, I try and push that on to my family, telling them, I said, well, you know what, things are, things are tough out there, but again, you got to move on. You got to persevere. I love it. Um, what was your biggest realization looking back at 2020? A lot of time, a lot of time was missed. A lot of time was missed when I was, um, when I was in school, when I was powerlifting. Um, and when I was in this, when I was in a position where I was trying to, A, pay off a house, uh, do what I do and become even, and become a, a good parent, a good husband, I found that I wasn't around a lot. Mm -hmm. 2020 brought that out in me where I wasn't around. You know what? I had to be, I had to be there for my family. There was a lot of time missed, but with, with good purpose, good intention. But at the same time, I was doing what I was doing, but I was missing. I was missing out. I was missing out. Some days I would, you know, it's like, I would only see my, I would only see my, my son, like in the evening time. And if I were to count on my hands, that's only a day. That's like one day. It's like, really, how, do, how can I get to understand or know who my boy is, mm -hmm. right? Who my family is. So a lot of stuff was being missed. But again, it wasn't, it wasn't intentional. It was just, just the way it was. Mm -hmm. And so 2020 brought that out where I was able to take a good amount of time and focus and actually dedicate that time that I had missed for the last 10 years. And it was like, I never missed it because now the intention was like, okay, this is what I, this is where I see my life, how I'm moving forward. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, it's powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Who gave you the best advice uh, in your life and what was it? So my, but my wife, she, she's given me a lot. She's given me some great advice. She's given me some great advice on 
don't sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. Don't sell yourself short. You've actually, you're worth more than that. And self-worth, she's taught me self-worth um, to that I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to. Um, so that is, that, that, those are, those are some huge, huge, um, lessons that I've been, uh, I've been taught, but self-worth is huge. Don't sell yourself short. I love it. Uh, what is the next big thing for you personally and, and professionally? Do you have any plans? So what I do, I'm, um, I'm currently working, I'm currently working on my, on my, my business, my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, every year, what I do is I continue to educate myself. Um, one of the big things that I, I would start doing is um, to connect with like-minded practitioners, mm-hmm. people who actually understand goals, visions, by keeping clients' best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I'm going to start working on and I continue to work on. Um, as I move forward. Beautiful. Okay, last one. What is the one message that you want to share with everyone um, that they can keep, you know, to um, to be inspired or one message that sums up everything that we talked about? Dig deep. Always make sure that A, Check in, check in with your level of thought, your thinking. If you think you're beat, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. Be humble, be humble. Describe whatever it is that you want in your life. Write it down, visualize it. Keep it always in your back pocket. Never rush a good thing. Never rush a good thing. Get rid of the fluff. If it doesn't make sense, bring yourself back down, reevaluate the goal. Always make sure that whatever it is that you're learning, you can always apply Monday morning. Mm-hmm. You can apply it, it works, it makes sense, so be it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love it. That was beautiful. Um, Jason, I want to acknowledge you for um, having such a drive for always learning and and looking at improving yourself personally, professionally, and and in all your your relationships. I think people... um, uh, you know, don't know how much studying and how many hours you you have put in in learning and 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 being the expert that you are today. And, and you your um, continuous education is not something that uh, that is ending here. You have more plans for adding more tools in your in your toolbox. So so really, uh, you know, kudos for that and and for sharing your gift for sharing your gift of wisdom, inspiring people, and and always looking to improve people's life. To me, the answer to the question, who is your hero, should be yourself because you have accomplished so many things that a lot of people are not able to to accomplish in their own lifetime. Um, And I hope that your story will encourage a lot of people to be more, to do more, and to share more. So thank you for for all that you have shared and 
and I hope that everybody got something out of it or at least one one thing to improve and, and make their life uh, better. Absolutely. Do you have any Absolutely. final words? At this moment, <clears throat> I'm just, um, I'm just, uh, again, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that's, uh, that I've been given, um, all the opportunities that I've come across. And again, I've learned so much. And if there's anything, again, the biggest thing um, that I can, I can always suggest is just believe in you, never give up. Mm -hmm. Never give up, really, at the end of the day. Um, that's, that's what I can, uh, those, those, that's what I can say. I love it. If anybody has missed uh, this episode, it will be posted on my YouTube channel, Jiu-Jitsu Yoga. And of course, the recording will be on Facebook. Uh, so feel free to share with your friends. And if anybody would like to reach out, follow or learn more about you, uh, Jason, where can they find you? So they can reach me. They can reach me at uh, NFC at Nutrition Fitness connection.com um, can definitely send uh, send me an email um, again send me some of your questions um, and I'll be more than happy to uh, answer and what's the email the email would be nutrition uh, NFC at nutrition fitness connection.com beautiful so uh, we'll add those into the show notes uh, on the YouTube uh, recording. And that is a perfect way to end this interview. Thank you, everybody, for spending this hour together. And uh, please share, follow, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jiu-Jitsu Yoga, so you can catch the next episode. And um, make sure to share your comments, feedback. And until then, just like Jason just mentioned it, remind yourself that you are your own hero. The answer is within all along and dig deep. <laughs> dig deep and never give up. And never give up. Beautiful. Bye, guys. See you next time. Thank, Thank you. you, Jason. Take care. Thank you. Bye.